Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus welcome to the underground the steel city underground the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name's Joe Kuzma. To my side here, my colleague and pal, my cohort and co-host, one Mr. Brian E. Roach. Brian. You always, I always ask, like, we're about to, you know, start recording, you know, the little red light. We're about to go live. Well, not live, but, you know, like on air, the recording lights on. And I'm like, how are you doing? Are you ready? And you're like, I'm ready, Freddie. And I have no idea who Freddie is. Who's Freddie? And why is he ready? Freddie is Freddie Mercury, and he's always ready. Freddie's he's always on it. He's <laughs> always on it, you I, know. I hear a little. Uh, he's, he's just a little stiletto of a man. Oh, will he rock Scaramouche, you? Scaramouche. Yeah, will he rock you because they are the champions? I don't know. So. I don't know, but I, he, he makes me want to ride my bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You feeling a little under pressure with those comments? Yes, indeed. <laughs> we could do this I'm, all night. I, you know, but I'm always lazing on a Sunday afternoon, so. <laughs> deep, well, deep well, cut. Well, deep well, cut. Well, well, <laughs> well, well played. Well played. Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. Anyway, and we already referenced that song once, but there's enough, I think, of Bohemian Rhapsody to go around if nobody knows oh, what absolutely. the hell's going on. Um, if you are new to this show by any means, um, Fast forward to about the five or seven minute mark as we continue to, that might not be that long actually, but somebody was like, I had to wait. It was a whole three minutes until there's football content. Yeah, thank you. Uh, do you ever like listen to any other shows? Like I, I, I hear this serious XM NFL radio. If somebody's talking about like a story in their past, just because it's football related doesn't mean it's has to do with what the subject is here. Like the Steelers going to travel to Houston for their second in a row away game week for the NFL season here. No, it doesn't, you know, just because they're talking about something that's like, you know, ancient history, maybe it relates. I don't know, but I've heard everything like on fantasy radio from talking about chicken McNuggets, the coffee. We've talked about coffee and chicken nuggets here too. So, but you know, let's have some fun with it. You know what I mean? And if there's something somebody wants to know that's outside the football realm, Drop us a line. We have the email. It shows up at the very end of this program, fan mail or fans or whatever at steelcityunderground.com. I got to see what, I don't even remember what it is. And then uh, there's the text line that we also have that's available. So you could pick myself and Brian's brains, please not too hard. Um, they're easily accessible because neither of us have that much hair left, but please be kind. And, or we have the contact form over on the website. We have social media too, but there are people, you know, people come at us sometimes, Brian, in the social media. They do and they do on YouTube too. Those Browns fans got real quiet real fast <laughs> from, you know, after the week one show. But they like complain. And I'm like, and it's just to like, it's not even like to me. I think it's just, you know, it's a Steel City Underground. They send a message or they comment on the posts and they and they're angry. They're like, fire Mac Canada. Not if the defense doesn't play well. You know, they're shouting at the clouds. I don't own the Steelers. I don't have any power that to, to change any of this stuff. All I can do is tell you my opinions about it. <laughs> like it's yes. funny. Thank you everyone for joining Joe's therapy session, uh, <laughs> where we will allow Joe to vent and rant about things he can't control. <laughs> I, I'm not really, it's not a therapy. It's like the therapy session for them. Like, you know, because I'm not saying some of these things, it's, it's hilarious. I just, I, it's your therapy know. session 
because you're not good at being the therapist for Steelers Nation. You know, I will not allow I will not allow certain things to be dragged. That's why we're here, is because we just don't go with the flow of like what everybody else. There's I gotta tell you about this. There is a <clears throat> there's you know, a flow. Uh, Wait, I think there might there's be a flow. flow. I don't know if he's a viewer or not. And if he is, he could uh, jump in the comments. There's a gentleman, young guy, that uh, I bump into all the time at Sam's Club. And he talks to me because every now and then he might have a Steelers lanyard or I don't know, whatever they're allowed to wear with like a blue vest or whatever. Do they really have a uniform besides the vest? I don't know. But he was talking to me the other day. He's like, oh, you think Matt Canada needs to be fired? Oh, that was a really close game the other day. And I'm like, mm -mm, dude, hold on, back up. And then we talked for a little bit and it's like the light bulbs are going off. It's like, don't follow the flow with everybody else. Sure, you could criticize. I, we Again, do we have to preface this? Maybe we put a little disclaimer at the bottom here that says, we do not endorse or whatever. <laughs> like, we do not endorse, support, or, or approve of Matt Canada. <laughs> like, clearly, we're okay with getting... He could be upgraded. We don't... You know, there's clearly... What is it? You, you talk about glass half empty, glass half full. There's maybe like a medicine dropper of good that we've seen to outweigh the rest of the bad. Yeah, the fresh sarcasm. Well, the, what you said about the endorsement was not sarcasm, though. No, that was true. Okay, <laughs> here you go. I completely endorse Matt Canada and think he is awesome. Fresh sarcasm <laughs> sign. I have to put that like in the audio like subtitles for yes. uh, our audio listeners out there. But yeah, I, you know, I was talking to this guy and uh, he's a very cool dude. You know, he knows I'm a Steelers fan. We're talking, uh, you see Steelers fans and you talk about football, right? That's tis the season. But was, I was just like, I wanted to roll my eyes. I was just like, oh, where really? did he pick this up from? Like, uh, I, I got a different take on this. Now, see, I oh, yeah. see Steelers fans and you know what I do? I go, so, and then we walk by. That's it. Sometimes we might do this. Yeah. Other times we might just go, peace. Yeah, that's a curious thing for the comments section, though. It's like if you bump into other Steelers fans, what type of conversation do you engage with with them? Because, you know, they may not be realizing, for example, that the big fat punter, Presley Harvin, has a burnt hammy. He, he might yeah, not be got a, kicking this. An but they might not even know who wears number six on and what his name is. They might not even realize sure. that there's a punter. Like some of, you know, there's fans that. All right, I, I got to ask you something. Mm hmm. You think that people don't talk to me because of this? Um, surely. I mean, think about it. I should say, like, okay, I wear a ball cap all the time when I'm on the show. Typically, I wear them, you but do. not all the time. I have a shaved head, right? I'm six five. Is that what they call it? Thirty to when you don't, when forty. You, when, you, when you don't have any hair, they call it shaved. Uh, you know, by choice, I've shaved <laughs> my head. They say, as the saying goes, "Less hair, more head," my friend. Uh, anyways, so yeah, <laughs> you're clearly you've been married a while. So maybe these things don't apply. There used to be not at all. Hey, don't shoot. Don't shoot the messenger on this one. There was one that some, someone used to defend all the time because they like to date the younger women. They're like, divide your age in half and add seven. I start doing some of that math. When you're a younger guy that don't apply, that don't work. Well, in the same instance, does, my less works. hair comment doesn't work when you're an older married man either that that thing you just said never works either by the way <laughs> uh, I, if, if i divide it, it let's pretend okay okay mass mass with brian here again uh oh let's pretend mass with brian that i was a single 60 year old dude right <laughs> divide my age by half 30 and add 7 37 a 37 year old woman would kill me are you kidding me no it's not no it's out uh, no <laughs> that's in my age bracket not with the formula but it works within my you know default pro dating profile so you, to speak or did i should say give her plus or minus five years to your age is what i say forget it okay plus i like to have conversation right i don't what am i gonna do Just sit there and talk to you if you if, like I, you're gonna talk to me about tiktok no screw that they're gonna talk <laughs> to you they're gonna talk to you about they're gonna ask you all sorts of football questions because they're very interested now the young ladies are very interested in football because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I'm getting a, all these videos are pretty funny. Like there was one, like so the guys like trying to relate like to everyone who listens to music or whatever to football now because they're like, well, see, Travis Kelsey plays in the same stadiums that Taylor Swift does her shows in. 
and the football players play there, although they don't, there's not as many people that come to those <laughs> because they could use like the whole field to sit people. It's hilarious. I, I'm, just, I'm just gonna tell you this. You could not put together two people I dislike more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we might, that, that sounds like a challenge though. No, no. Travis Kelsey is the new Gronk for me. In, the, in other words, the tight end that I dislike the most because he's just an ass. And I don't even want to mention that other person because, because. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that because I'm really trying to stretch this to see how far we could go without talking about anything. The only thing well, we mentioned been, so far. It's been over 10 minutes. So Presley Harvin. It's close. Talk Pres about Presley Harvin. Presley yeah. Harvin. Well, we'll get there with the injury report. Um, let's talk about some vitals or vitals, vitals about the game. Some, okay. some statisticals. Uh, let's see. I got to pull it all the way up. I should probably mute Brian as he continues to get bombarded. If, if there's Brian right now, he's not even like he's absentee. Um, <laughs> he pops it on the screen. Oh man. So you just get nailed with like, it, it seems like your timing, like it, we can never line up. Right. So if we would have did this earlier, despite it being raining, the landscapers were out here mowing grass and they've completely left ruts and everything in the just, Anyways, the condo, the condo life. So, um, anyways, 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 some vitals about this game. This is a Sunday, uh, October 1st. We're now in October. We waited for football to start forever. And now, like, it has arrived and we're in full stride. So, Sunday, 1 o'clock game. This is the first game this season that will be um, aired on CBS and as a very small window, if you use the old rabbit ears antenna, rely on the local channels deal. Okay. So if you don't have the Sunday ticket or the NFL plus, um, for using on your mobile phone, and even then I think it only shows you the local games. It doesn't show you everything like Sunday ticket, right? It's just the local games. So I have, I have Sunday ticket on YouTube. I can get anything. I want. That's that Sunday ticket. I'm talking about the NFL plus. Oh, the plus, the plus. that's not Sunday ticket. The plus forget yeah. the plus. Yeah. So anyways, there's the map. If you happen to be not able to see this uh, because you're listening in, pretty what's much green. It's orange. Now, what's green though? I don't what know what green is. That's not the point of this. The orange is what the Steelers are. I'm gonna have to bring it back up because you're throwing me off. Okay, the green, and it's all over the map right now. Literally. I'm sure it's the Eagles. But, uh, you know. The no, the green is uh, the Raiders and Chargers, and it's the late game. So everything all else right. is the one o'clock games. Explain that to me. Yeah. Why? Why in the Philadelphia area okay. is it Raiders Chargers? Two teams that are as far distant from that side of the country as it can possibly be. I don't know. And that's who you'd normally get without the Sunday ticket. So Fox must have the, the double header window. Dumbest, right? dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. Yeah. Anyway, Fox I, must I have most of the double headers. So I don't care because I got Sunday ticket, so screw it. Yeah. For everybody who does not, you're gonna have to find some clever means. But if you're in most of West Virginia. Uh, including that panhandle up through Wheeling up to Pittsburgh, Charleston, out to Scranton. If you're in Harrisburg, no luck. D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia, along with most of Ohio, with the exception of Northeast Ohio, Youngstown, and you're talking about Steubenville on down like to Athens and stuff like that, you're going to get the Steelers game at 1 o'clock against the Houston Texans. And I'll pop this up again. And if you are anywhere outside of Dallas, you will also get – the game as well. And I mean, what's, everywhere what's yellow Dallas? Uh, the yellow game is Denver in Chicago, which that makes a lot of sense. Denver usually right. gets like the whole almost right. tornado alley sort of kind of, they get I, the mountain. I was, I was curious area. why did, you know, Michigan and Wisconsin were getting, but now it makes sense. All right. Well, Chicago Brian, just, to, just to let you know too, like, you know, I'm over in like the, well, you know, Southern Ohio, area indianapolis and cincinnati get that same chargers raiders slate for whatever reason it, have, it probably has to do with a local fox game and fox having a double header or something like that i didn't actually look to see what fox had early yeah, um, but they couldn't they couldn't have had a better game than cincinnati than the chargers raiders yeah cincinnati tennessee i don't uh, i don't have it as large hold on a second i could bring it up um 
so that's what the that's what it is there in the kind of the bluish there so on your other channel as you're watching in the pittsburgh area you're going to get the uh cincinnati game instead cincinnati and uh tennessee titans and i'm going to try oh, it at the same time at the same there. time too though at one o'clock um on the other cbs stations are the browns and ravens so that's a pretty good window to start right. at one o'clock we should, we should talk Eastern about North that football. game we could talk about that game. We need to talk about the our own game first. Oh, that's true. We should. <laughs> we, we should probably talk it. about our game. Um, but no, that'll be good for the Steelers. Are currently by virtue of tiebreaker number one in the AFC North and can hold on to this position with a win against the Houston Texans, who are entering the game one and two. They are coming off their first victory of the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who they routinely kind of have their number. That's a divisional game that they just played. I am curious, though, that, that's going to be something. Could this be a trap game? Because are they looking ahead? Baltimore Ravens, whatever they end up doing, they got to go to Cleveland. Cleveland just had a home game, so they have a two-game home stand here. They just beat the Tennessee Titans. They're playing good defense. The Ravens just fell to a Colts team that wasn't very strong. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting dynamic in the division. You're saying it's, it's a trap. It, it, it could be. That's if, what you're saying. If anyone's trap, looking ahead, there's no such thing as a trap game. We, we say that, that all the we say that all there the time. There is no such thing. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. No such thing. Um, we do say that quite frequently, right? That there's no such thing as a trap game, but people will still say it could be a trap game. Is there such a thing trap. as a trap game this early in the season? Uh that ends up being a little difficult to. There's no such thing. It's a, it's there not, it is. It's, not, it's a trap. It's Admiral a trap. Eckhart. It's a trap. It's a trap. trap. It's a old the old return of the, the return of the Jedi. So, look, that guy looks just like you too. Oh yeah, I know very because less hair. No hair. Yeah. Admiral Akbar. Admiral Perfect. Akbar of the Mon Calamari. Um, yeah. Okay, so we are all over the place with this show. I was telling Brian, I'm like, we'll probably we'll probably put in on 30, 40 minutes. No, this show's going over an hour for for sure. Now people were appreciative. This we're trying to be a little more sensitive to everyone's time. There's more football to watch on TV versus you know me and Brian just yakking about stuff on YouTube. So uh, some more. Let's let's get to the vi the vitals, the vitals, the vi the particulars of this game. Uh, one of it was the time in the kickoff and where you're going to watch it. If you're, you've got the Sirius XM, the Steelers are on 119 or 387. And of course, it's on the internet. Um, they have, you know, you just click on it and it's there or within the app. The Steelers lead the all time series history between these two teams and have won the past three, five to two. And the last time these two teams played each other was 2020. The Steelers won 28 to 21. That game was played. In Pittsburgh, your referee for this one, Bill Vinovich. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think Bill Vinovich is okay. Uh, I knew that, you know, the other night, Sunday night football, that was going to be maybe um, a crapshoot there. Houston Texans are led by first-year head coach uh D'Amico Ryan's why can't I find D'Amico Ryan's name on this uh press release because that's uh it's set up like it's set up like garbage but uh D'Amico Ryan's right now of course one and one and two which would be the same record as the Houston Texans coming into this one Mike Tomlin 165 94 and two 17 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh what else could I say last time they were away for this game was a Christmas game, if you remember, on uh, back in 2017. 
and that was a pretty fun or interesting game. I remember wearing my Landry Jones jersey thinking he might have an opportunity to get in. Wasn't that like a Stephen Ridley game where he ran like a whole bunch and got some TDs and stuff like that as a backup running back? Uh, I, if I b- believe so, or at least he got in uh, was the case. So just going off the top of my head. It's funny. The last Houston game I remember, like vividly remember, was the the, the game that I think Kiesel had an interception yeah, there were like three touchdowns. It was like the craziest. Time. Yeah, it was the craziest game ever. Yeah. And I was in I was in Houston in a hotel room watching the game. Was that Ryan Fitzpatrick playing with the Texans back then? Might have been. I think Might it was. Been. I think it yeah. was. So that's pretty funny. I know people are like, oh, what's with all the history lesson? Get on to the the new stuff, the good stuff. Okay, we could do that. Um, the Texans went up and they just, like I said, they went over to Jacksonville and just spanked the Jaguars 37 to 17 really wasn't even close. Jaguars were blanked through halftime. They were down, uh, let's see, 17 to nothing at half. Then started to kind of come back and maybe not the uh, best of performances. Trevor Lawrence, uh, he had passed 27 to 40, 279 for a TD and an interception. And I wanted to say that there were some turnovers maybe in this game as well. It's just like some really, uh, really poor football. Jacksonville got some garbage time points in this game. But when you're comparing these two teams, the Steelers, that is, and the Texans, head-to-head, uh, let's see here. And it just added up. Uh, I just I hate when I lose track of everything. So here we go. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Of course, C.J. Stroud is, like, really throwing the ball. You Ohio State Buckeye guy. Play it pretty decently, 78-121, uh, 906 yards passing with four touchdowns compared to Kenny Pickett, who only has 104 uh, attempts, 689 in the four touchdowns as well. C.J. Stroud has not thrown a pick yet this season. Um, he has been sacked 11 times, but the Jaguars did not get to him last week, which we're expecting or anticipating as we get into the injury report, talking to you about what happens with that Steelers defense and maybe that changing a little bit because now instead of being sacked almost 90 times on pace for like 90 sacks with the season with CJ Stroud, now he's down to like 60, which is a little bit still high, but not as manageable. A little little bit high? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like 50s in a 17-game season is probably still too much. Ben Roethlisberger is reading that stat and going, that's high. <laughs> I mean, Eli Manning would be more appropriate. Like Ben had that stigma, but that was through like the Bruce Arians era. Yeah, it was. Two hundred fifteen sacks in five years is not yikes, and everybody wonders. By the way, Brian, I got saw a lot of stuff where people were like actually defending Todd Haley. Like I saw a meme where somebody did the Scooby Doo thing and pulled off Matt Canada's face, and it was Todd Haley, and there was like a bunch of backlash in the Steelers groups that I was in. And I was like, thank you, somebody at least like paying attention. Uh, but I will say something, though, about this matchup between these two teams. The Steelers and Texans, like offensively, even though Stroud has all those passing yards, points-wise, you've got the Steelers 22nd with 18.7. Houston has 22 a game. They're 18th. Houston has not played the same level of competition, necessarily. They did draw the Baltimore Ravens for the first game and then the Colts for the second game. The Colts laid 31 on them. And that was with um Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback. Baltimore yeah. put 25 on the Ravens. Jacksonville was unable to do anything, which I know was disappointing for Jacksonville. Uh the Steelers have allowed nine their 19th with 23.3 points mm-hmm. allowed defensively to Jackson or I'm sorry, Houston's 24.3, which is 22nd in the league. So they're about even when it comes to scoring and points allowed, which is odd. But I think that's more of a product of who the teams played. You've got the 49ers and the Browns defenses in the Steelers case. Ravens, Colts, and Jaguars. I don't know. Uh, this Jaguar game kind of skewed when you're talking about rankings. Steelers are third in the league with a plus four. Takeaway differential, they've had nine over the course of the three games they've played. By the way, TJ Watt, I should say too, his six sacks are the most by any Steelers individual through three games in team history. So he's kind of like just making up stats as he goes along. Somehow the Texans are sixth in the NFL with 271 passing yards per game. The Steelers are now 17th with 208. So they've climbed up, but still running the ball pretty poor. Both teams are Steelers run for 67 per game on average. The Texans... 70, only three more. They're 28th and 30th, respectively. 
the Texans Wait, being dude, 28. You're saying three plus 67 is 70? Uh, yeah. Maths. Maths with Joe. Hey, maths with Joe. But I'm like, <laughs> j- that's math with Joe. Mine isn't like, you know, like that public school education. So <laughs> I saw that the little like hamster wheel was turning in your head. I'm like, I knew Brian was coming with something there. Uh, you know, I did it real quick. I'm almost like Rain Man over here. Anyway, uh, amazing. Defensively, the Steelers uh, giving up 235 yards passing as the Texans are giving up 223. Still, those run early run um, defensive games bad for the Steelers. They rank 30th with 151 given up compared to the Texans are also 17th in the league as they are in passing and rushing. They give up 117, so about. 35 fewer yards. So this will be a tale of what the Steelers could get going against what is a young defense. But I'm going to talk about some injury reports here real quick so we could get to the Steelers' defense on the field against C.J. Stroud since we talked about Stroud a little bit already. We have a little bit of an early injury report here uh, with the Steelers. We've got some DNPs. We've got some updates. Let's pull them all up. We talked about Presley Harvin. The Steelers added, you may remember, Brad Wing. He was the punter for the Steelers back in 2017. Currently, his most recent action in, f- in professional football was, I think, with San Antonio, but it was in the XFL. And they brought him in for a tryout the week before. I think that's lit a fire under Presley Harvin's ass and had him punting like really good. And of course, we can't have nice things, Brian. So now Presley Harvin appears to have injured his hamstring. Oh. In- now we know why he, he wasn't putting as much effort into the you know punts. He's he, you know he's going to hurt himself. That one, yeah, the one that was probably bad. That's probably where he hurt it. Probably yanked yeah. or whatever. And just to put that in perspective, how does someone stay in the game? Well, they don't have anybody else that could kick for one. Yeah. But you got the adrenaline going. You got the blood flowing. As soon as you come down uh, from that cloud, that's when the pain and everything else starts to settle in. The lactic acid. You got to get the stretching in. The soreness. The swelling. And then you're you're screwed. So you know, the, fortunately, that probably happened later in the game. Wait, I think that's only if your name's Antonio Brown or Deshaun Watson that you do the stretching and the swelling, and then you're screwed. No, you get the massage, and then you're screwed. Oh, <laughs> Robert Kraft Sorry. as well. But I don't yes, know what kind true. of physical activity that guy. Happy does. ending. Yeah, there you go. happy endings. Yeah. Uh, um, Allen Robinson showed up um, on this report with an ankle. He Saw was that. Limited though for Thursday. Uh, some veteran rest for Patrick Peterson. Full practice for Miles Killebrew was limited on Wednesday. Full practice on Thursday. Uh, a veteran day of rest for Isaac Sumalo as well. As who else was on here with some veteran rest? Nobody else. So we've got Shaquama Akora for full practice after a DMP with an elbow. That was a little concerning when he first popped up. The one that is concerning is James, James Daniels. Daniels. Yes. <laughs> so his primary backup, if I'm not mistaken, Brian, is probably Herbic, right? Herbig. Uh, the other Herbig, Nate Herbig, whose yes. name we haven't said very much because the Steelers shipped off Kendrick Green. Nate the Great, yeah. Might be seeing. And, of might course, be. Kevin Dotson as well. So those guys are not in reserve any longer. Uh, so we may be seeing Nate there. Also on the injury report, Connor Hayward returned to practice full on Thursday after DMP with an ankle. Gunnar Olszewski looks like he may be going through the concussion protocol and then may end up on the transaction wire. I don't know. Um, Down there at the bottom, did that say Darnell Washington did not participate? That's right. Darnell Washington ends up on the Thursday practice report with a DNP. Uh, That is new and fresh. That's not good either. Larry Ogunjobi with his foot perpetually, perpetually. Will be LP. Yeah, just LP forever. So he may. Or DNP or LP, but he'll play. I'm not worried about that. Where we got to see, and I don't know, maybe I'll look at the Texans um, website to see if they have a Thursday update just because the opponent's. Uh, like the Steelers don't always have, let's see if they have this up to date yet. I do not. I only want to accept cookies if they're chocolate chip. They do have it updated. So let's bring up the direct, directly it's from. That, you Texans. know what that disturbs me about? This is just data, right? That's yes. all this is, is data. And if it's updated on one website, it should be updated on any website. I think it comes from a database that you didn't have to have a webmaster it, actually publish uh, this. No, nobody's going out there and writing in DNP. Then that's no, it's. Well, if they are, then that's just ridiculous. But Not to mention it's the same exact formatting on both websites. So you would think it exactly. comes from a common area. But... I mean, it, all these websites are basically the same templates Yeah, because yeah. it's just an NFL format. It does. But, but it bothers both of us because we come from like that digital IT type of very web ag- background. Very aggravating to me. That should not happen. 
it does it, that has bothered me for the longest like okay it's updated and you'll actually see if we scroll down oh they do have the thursday ones updated on the texans website i was going to say it's probably the inverse where they don't have the other team so uh to, to bang through this a little bit you have three offensive tackles that are probably not going to play or the uh or, or maybe in, in question to play for the houston texans uh well, let's see Fant josh jones who's the other one uh, Laramie Tunsil. So Laramie Tunsil oh. and Josh Jones. Um, Fant was limited, but he's going to be there. And they may have, hold on. I think, I want to say there are three. Is there somebody here that's on um, the old injured reserve, whatever? Uh, yeah, they had uh, a Titus Howard. Uh, they had three different tackles. I don't know to what degree participation actually is uh with their team they also have they have a guard a center uh some of these guys might have been uh reserve injured it makes me wonder they have like five or six linemen that are on the on their injured reserve so what you're going to end up with with their depth chart so their starters brian laramie tunsell and his backup josh jones are both the left tackles probably out for this so they've got to slide somebody else over. Josh Jones was the primary backup to George Fant, who was dinged earlier in the week as well. And it's gone. It's just George Fant by himself. And oh, yeah, they went, why why even have another tackle? Just don't put no one out there. Just put no one out. Play with 10 guys. The hell with it. And let Alex Highsmith enjoy a nice game. Well, if you want no one to be out there, that could be one of the starting left guards, which is Kendrick Green, who's also the backup center for this team. He is a starter on this on this roster and you round this out with Shaq Mason and then Jarrett Patterson this is not the strongest offensive line to begin with where then you have a little bit of subpar play uh mixed in there it's why they struggle to run the ball it's why CJ Stroud was sacked 11 times in the first two games I don't know what Jacksonville was doing uh last Sunday but when you're talking about TJ Watt who leads the NFL I believe with six sacks I think it was I think I know Miles Garrett got like three or three and a half against the Titans last week but he did not ascend to the leaderboard there and you have alex highsmith by the way tj watt and um defensive player of the month right afc defensive player of the month and oh, well, congratulations uh, tj yep. and alex highsmith had just won the weekly award defensive player of the week yeah for that and the steelers the way they're creating splash plays on a rookie quarterback you would think that they may have some some success now you look at what's going on with the rest of this injury report uh denzel perryman Middle linebacker, he doesn't play. That's going to be pretty big too. Veteran player, formerly of the Raiders, very uh, very good guy there in the middle. Uh, Tavier Thomas, corner DMP. We mentioned Tunsil. Robert Woods returned to practice. He had gotten rest along with uh, Tank Dell. They're going to need both of those guys on board for CJ Stroud to have some targets. Everybody else was a full practice here. Uh, Jonathan uh, uh, Greenard, defensive end. Uh, Shaq Griffin, corner, returned to practice. Shaq Mason was limited early as well with an ankle. That was that other starting guard opposite of Green. Two safeties, I believe both starters, Jalen uh, Peter and Jimmy Ward. And then Michael uh, Dieter is a reserve lineman. He was limited on Thursday. They have him listed as a backup center. I believe that he floats around as well uh, with a chest injury. So their offensive lines banged up. They rested the wide receivers and their um, most of their secondary is also dinged. I mean, this is a game that you would think as long as the Steelers aren't looking past, I understand that they're playing on the road. I think there's going to be a lot of Steelers fans in Houston. Maybe not as many that were in Vegas dome stadium. So these conditions might actually favor the Steelers, and particularly their defense, who T.J. Watt and those guys were saying when they're on the road and there's more Steelers fans in the stands, they don't have the crowd noise. It's actually harder to call the plays to get everyone in position at Acrisure Stadium versus when they're away. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Yeah, that's funny, man. Because, <clears throat> you know, there's that school of thought. You make a lot of noise when the defense is on the field and you shut up when the offense is on the field. Oh, my goodness. Did you come up with that all your own? No, they put that whole men at work. Remember, they used to put Ben at work. Yeah, and uh, you know, sign up, and you, you just be quiet. Shh, shh, shh. Ben, if ben you go to work. games, you need to make noise. Not when the offense is playing. Like I see people get caught up and they start waving the towels when they're on the road. It's like don't make noise. They're, 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 people are making noise, so they can't hear the calls. They can't hear the silent count when Kenny's out there, James Daniels, and 
uh or is it Dan yeah it is no it's not daniels was it it was uh yeah it was daniels on the right side that was doing it so if daniels can't go with the groin injury hopefully there's some continuity there for the steelers um yeah. so that is something to think about but will they have that noise you need to make the noise when you're when the steelers are at home when they're at formerly heinz field now acrisure stadium when you got guys like lamar jackson the following week when they go in the huddle Start making noise then because they're trying to hear the thing to call into radio up to 15 seconds and then it shuts off. You need to make that noise. And then after 15 seconds, okay, now you get into the false start. Don't let them get the play in. So I better I better not test positive. I better finally get myself a damn negative COVID test here because I've I I'm planning on going to that perpetual. Ravens game. It's perpetual. And if, if and if I can't go to the Ravens game because I still have stupid COVID, I'm gonna get pissed off gonna get or already are you're like in, in that territory i i live in that frame of mind right <laughs> always yelling at the clouds always saying get off my lawn but seriously like you look at the steelers i think for the most part the steelers defensively with the exception of cam hayward who's still out probably beyond the bye <clears> week <throat> maybe even a week or yeah. two past then this is a team that they should you would think be able to get after the quarterback. Now he's 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 a mobile guy. He can get moving, but hopefully they can get after the quarterback, create some of those sacks, maybe have four or five, and create some of these turnovers. So uh, I, I'm actually very encouraged with uh you know the the play of the linebackers so far. And with Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander, I, I think that they can have an impact in this game. Uh, on making sure that that mobility that you're talking about does not get out of hand. They have to play disciplined. Um, you know, we do have a tendency sometimes, our, our D-line does tend to not have great gap discipline sometimes. Uh, but if we can get those linebackers to do the right job and fill in and the, uh, the linemen can eat up blocks the way that they're able to do, um, you know, I yeah, th they should be able to get after them. They should. Um, if you let him stay upright and if he gets time, um, we're not going to be happy. I'm just telling. Yeah. I think Dell's been doing pretty good. Robert Woods is a veteran who always seems to produce no matter where he plays. And in fact, I wanted to say that Tank Dell, he had five catches for 145 yards last week alone against the Jaguars. Yep. Um, Nico Collins is another one that can add. Uh, some, you know, a little bit of pop there. He's kind of a, a supporting role. Uh, Robert Woods, six catches and 50 receiving yards or more in two of the three games he's played this season. Last time he played against the Steelers, he had seven catches for 95 yards back in 2019 with the Rams. That almost seems like an afterthought. I even think about him with the Bills, and I don't even know how many other teams he's been around with uh, since. Um, C.J. Stroud, uh, last week... He had a career high, 118.8 rating, and he's fifth in the NFL with those 906 pass yards. So he had uh, he was 20 of 30. That was good for almost 67% of his passes completed for 280 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. So they're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to confuse him. They're gonna have to um, create disruption. And I think the Steelers' defense is capable of that. I know I've been poo pooing a little bit on Levi Wallace. Look. There isn't a guy that's here, whether they're playing man, whether they're playing zone. I know there's limited reps where people have seen what they've seen with Joey Porter Jr. And there's calls to get him on the field. He's getting there and he's going to be out there. This might be a game where you might actually see him a little bit more frequently because there isn't like a true one on this team, I feel. And there's some familiarity with our boy CJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, know, he knows he's 10. played him. He played CJ in the Big Ten. Yeah. So he has... He has a, a better read on him, some familiarity with the with his tells, if yeah. he has any. Yeah, so I think this is a get-right game, even if it's Wallace. You get Porter in there a little more. I think Keanu Benton earned some more playing time. I just see Leal's done fine. Okajobi's the veteran I do I see doing fine. I see Keanu Benton coming into this game, and if he take, I mean, one-on-one -on -one against Kendrick Green, he's going to lampoon he CJ Stroud the same way he did with Garoppolo. He ought to eat. Kendrick Green's lunch. And they're going to try and double somewhere. And if you have yeah. Benton out there, Okajobi out there, and Leal with any combination of Watt, Highsmith, or um, Golden, Marcus Gordon, or even or Nick Herbig. Big, yeah. yeah, Nick Herbig, 
they're they're gonna have a i think they're gonna have a field day is it gonna be constant pressure they could just bring through like four I'm, I'm actually gonna this is i'm shooting my shot here this is the game nick herbert gets his first career sack um that sounds pretty fair if you ask me i'm i'm making note brian says <laughs> brian says that he will have his first uh whatever what's it, his first sack he was close you may as well get he him. was close absolutely uh, golden i don't think has had one yet right because no, golden's had golden had one yes last the last did two he games. have one because he's also, he's, drawn, two. he's also drawn a penalty yes he did as well so aside from you know I really wanted Harvin to be out there and he could be a weapon. He was dropping him in the 20. So hopefully Brad Wing can at least that's, be yeah, serviceable. That's not going to happen. Field, yeah. yeah, field position is still a big part of how the Steelers were able to uh, bring the pressure that they brought defensively. I just think with a first year head coach, I know that, um, you know, D'Amico Ryan's, which coaching tree is he off of? Is he another uh, Shanahan guy? Um, yeah, he's another guy that came from the Shanahan tree, but he's more of a defensive guy. So it's going to be interesting. It will be interesting to see when you line these two up. I do think the Steelers' defense, you have to edge almost in every every aspect because it's not like the Texans have like this amazing ground game. Damian Pierce, what, two and a half yards per attempt so far this, this season, 40 carries for 100 yards. He has one first down. Uh, Devin Singletary, He's uh, got 20 attempts for 70. That's sub four yards per carry. Really the only thing that could be, uh, you, you don't really have CJ Stroud doing that much. 10, 10 attempts. No. Some of those yeah. are just, you know, aren't designed plays. And not not that CJ was really like the big, he's not Justin Fields. If you're comparing that was, to Ohio no, State. No, that guys. was the big complaint at Ohio State was that CJ didn't run. They Like, yo, he throws seven touchdown passes a game, but he didn't run, damn it. <laughs> No, more of a more of a pocket pass type yeah. guy. Um, the same way that Dwayne Haskins was. It used to drive me crazy. Yeah. Rest in peace. When people said the Steelers, oh, they traded for him. They're going to have a mo more mobile court. No, he's pocket passer. That guy was definitely someone that um, just stood in and uh, waited. But he may not have the time. He may be seeing ghosts like Jimmy G was. Now, well, they okay. need to. That's the thing. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna rattle CJ, you've got to hit him early, and you've got to hit him hard. Right. Uh, and, and if you do that, CJ, CJ, we know this from Ohio State games, right? He'll get happy feet, right? He'll get a little antsy and he'll move a little bit more and he will start to see those guys coming, right? He will do what Jimmy G did and do the peek over to the right every time to see where CJ or to see where TJ is. Two, wait, TJs and CJs? There's too many J's in this. TJs, game, TJs. You got JJs. Um, man. Wouldn't that be something? Anyway, yeah. Well, JJ, JJ's getting uh, you know inducted into the Texans Hall of Honor in this uh, game, so you know yeah. that's great. I don't, you know, it's nice. I don't really give a crap, but yeah. whatever. Anyway, um, look, if they can get to him early, so they can get him unsettled. That if you let CJ get comfortable in this game, the Steelers are not going to be happy campers. I'm just, I, 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 I told you as the season progresses, CJ Stroud is going to get better and better and better. And right now we are at an opportune time because their O-line is a shambles, right? And so I don't want to hear, I don't want to have any of those woman lifts truck off of child events where some guy who's a fourth stringer decides to play at the elevated level of a Hall of Fame, you know, guy and and, C, and TJ and, and Alex can't get at him, right? I don't want I don't want to have any of that nonsense. We need to abuse these backup linemen. Kendrick Green needs to be on his butt much of the game. Um, so, you know, whoever's in front of him, be it Leal, be it Benton, I don't care. People need to be abusing this offensive line. It is subpar right now, and they have to take advantage of it. And if they fail to do so, and they let C.J. Stroud get comfortable, he will pick them apart. I agree with you 100%, and that's usually where people are talking about with the Steelers and will they play down to someone's level? And that's where I, I was saying like defensive line, make sure they get their job done. Cause if they could bring four and get pressure, which I believe they could do with like a, a third string left tackle. And also with Kendrick green out there, we know Kendrick green is definitely not an all world player and they're both. Four, he's a fourth string guard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, that's the, the left side of their line is just, uh, that's just a problem. And you know, George, George Fant, 
I mean, I don't know. Uh, veteran player, a little up there in years. I, I, I don't know. Like, he wasn't very uh, strong with the New York Jets from the year before. So, I don't know. Uh, I did want to mention something, too, because we were mentioning special teams. I keep jumping back to it, and that's where I was headed a little bit. I was going to mention that the uh, Jaguars against the Texans. Texans, so the Jaguars had missed a field goal, and then they had a field goal blocked. There was a fumble. There was a pick. There's turnovers on downs and everything else, and then eventually the end of the game. So there were a lot of like shorter drives, but pretty much it was the Texans weren't exactly lighting the world on fire offensively, even though like the score was what it was. There was a kick return uh, for a touchdown in this game by the Texans. There was a lot of special teams play. So when you're talking about maybe Gunnar Olszewski comes out of concussion protocol, that bonehead fair catch deal where the Steelers could have had like better field position. He screwed him on the nine. You can't have him like having a ball fly off his face mask like he did against the Patriots the early in the um, 2022 season. If they take care of that business, I think they could take care of a lot of the rest because the Texans were mainly, they're playing with house money for most of this game because of some of the special teams plays that they were able to make. And then they really put the nail in the coffin, like in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter was just, you know, field goal, touchdown, field goal, because the Jaguars were playing from a position where they were behind the game script gets thrown in the trash and the Steelers need yeah. to control that. That's where the Steelers were successful yeah. last week against the Raiders was they controlled their narrative uh, for, for the most part. So special teams, a big deal here. Then you flip the side of the ball. You got the Steelers' offense, of course. Can they control this script against a Texans defense featuring Will Anderson? Uh, what was he, the second pick overall after C.J. Stroud, the whole draft day thing? So, I mean, yeah. they've, they invested they invested some in trying to get this team to where it needs to be. But the Texans only have, through three games, three sacks on the entire season. Will Anderson, Jonathan Greenard, and Christian Harris are the ones um, who have created those plays. And you may remember some of these names uh, uh, from some familiarity. So we go through them. You've got uh, <coughs> Anderson, the rookie, and then Greenard as your defensive ends. It's 4-3 with Malik Collins and then Sheldon Rankins. Sheldon Rankins, a solid player that's playing yep. in, in the middle of that field. Um, he's an eight-year uh, eight year veteran that's been around the league for a while. Uh, also coming from the Jets from the year before, <laughs> coincidentally. You have Christian Harris, Denzel Perryman, who may not play, and Henry Toa Toa as your uh, linebackers in 4-3. Toa Toa was on the injury report as well. Did I say that or no? I don't recall if he was. I'm going to go back so. and look. Maybe he was not. And But he could have been. I don't know. I was no, he wasn't. Attention. He wasn't. He was not. It was just Perryman. And then um, Javier Thomas is their nickel corner. That was the guy who was on the injury report. Followed by Shaq Griffin on the injury report, Steven Nelson, who we used to really like in Pittsburgh. There's a familiar name. And then, of course, Jimmy Warren, Jalen Peter, and then MJ Stewart is backing those guys up as far as the safeties. So it's a suspect. It's a it's a secondary that they can get after uh, because of the players. And he just has down. to be careful, right? Yeah. That he can't make dis bad decisions. You know, it, it, look. There were balls that were thrown in the Raiders game that could have been picked. We we both talked about that, right? And to each other, not on the podcast, because I wasn't on the after pod. Zach did a fine and wonderful job of <laughs> summing up the after after game. Yeah, he um, was he was fired up, man. Um uh, but you know, as we were chatting during the game, there were there were balls that Kenny threw that probably should have been picked off and just weren't. Um, you know, Marcus Peters had a pick six. He knew he had a pick six and he knew he dropped it. He cannot make bad choices. He has got to settle uh, that and 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 figure out you know with it, whether his reads are bad at that time, whatever it is. Everybody makes mistakes, but he's just got to be careful with the ball. This is not a team that is going to be that is capable of easily making up for uh, mistake prone football, right? If they make mistakes on offense, they're not they're not a score thirty seven points team. No. They're just not. Um, so, you know, they have to keep, they have to play within themselves, uh, not try to do too much. But I think they, if they open up the middle of the field, oh my God, it's what, three years in a row we've been saying that. 
um, find ways to get the ball into the right guy's hands, utilize Pat Fryermuth, you know, in his four catches on the season or whatever it is at this point. Let's get that number a little, a little more active. Um, you know, find ways to move the ball down the field within, within reason. They're not going to get 70 yard bombs to Calvin Austin every time. They're not going to get 70 yard bombs to, uh, you know, Pickens every time. Um, they got, they have to figure it out. Utilize George Pickens in this game. George Pickens and Calvin Austin should have fire games. They should, uh, against this particular defense. They should, whether they will or not, I don't know, but they should. This is, this is for the offense. You said this before, this is a get right game. This should be a get right game for this offense. Like they should be able to do whatever they want to do in this game, but they just have to, they have to try and play as mistake free as they can. Uh, Because if they get a little too, you know, a little too free with the ball, um, they can put themselves in a position where they can't recover from it. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, of course, Derek Stingley is on injured reserve here, so that's yet another player um, injured <clears throat> that you know could raise the profile of the Texans' defense, but won't be out there. And there was another name that surfaces here. I was checking. I'm like, is he still really? He's on the roster. Is not played. Uh, or registered anything to is all of last year as well. Remember Derek Rivers? This was the guy from Youngstown State, my oh, alma yeah. that we all wanted when the Steelers drafted T.J. Watt, and he's still out there as kind of oh, like right. the fifth defensive. We end. did not, we did not ever want Derek Rivers in the first round. <laughs> I, you know, it's like that Malik Willis thing, and it's like, well, the Steelers really did it because they showed him so much love and attention throughout the whole draft process. So I had to but, bring bring him we up. did not you might have but that was the homer in you for youngstown state i that might have been at yeah he I went in the third one in the first round went in the third to the patriots which i thought at that same time too. remember chase winovich ended up going yeah, like later that. to the um the and patriots where, and took Devin where, Bush. well clear i was gonna say where's chase winovich now Give me a he's second. Not, I'm going to look him up. Patriots anymore. I no, can tell you that and he was last with the Browns last year, and I'm trying to remember who recently. And sn- as you just said, Derek Rivers, snagged. Miami, hasn't played in two years, right? A snap. Yeah. Other than he's on the team, but he's not playing. So, yeah, hasn't registered anything statistically, defensively, or even I think special teams wise. He's pretty much an inactive. For for all of us who who think we know better. <laughs> Yeah, it's a crazy world. It could be first or third or whatever round picks. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I th- I still think that the Texans are a team in rebuild. They I, are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is going to give a lot of people are going to think this is going to be like just, you know, an easy W. I don't think that the Steelers go in there and like late drop 30 on these guys. Will the will CJ Stroud uh, CJ Stroud score? I think so. They could even strike first blood for as far as we know. I just don't think there's much of a supporting run game as long as the Steelers' run defense isn't bad. As long as they, you know, what has been prefaced is is that they played good, solid running attacks. San Francisco, Cleveland, you know, um, they did shut down Josh Jacobs. And I would say that the Raiders offensively with guys like Devontae Adams, even Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh Jacobs, um, who is the one? Myers. Uh, yeah, Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. Myers. I, yeah, Hunter Renfro. They, they've got a, like a lot of dudes. And I mean, okay, the Texans have Dalton Schultz as a safety blanket, a tight end. I mean, that's somebody that they look to get more involved from their end. But otherwise, it's like I don't see much of a supporting cast along with the rookie quarterback and a really porous offensive line. The Steelers should be able to have their way defensively. Hopefully, this sets up good field positions, decent play calling from Matt Canada, et cetera. And you should see, I, you got to go with the Steelers win. I think the Steelers are favored. Uh, I'm going to look that up real quick as well, just to to get what the current line is, Brian. Looking around the rest of the league, though, if they could go, or the division, I should say, if they can get, they can climb to three and one. This is not where anybody had them. This is where people were making fun of us when we made the original preseason predictions. You said this could be a game that could be tough for them. But if they could do this and then handle their business against Baltimore at home as well, and they could be four and one going into the bye, who would have thunk it? And just well, by we did it, we actually had him what five and oh. Well, I think we had him five and oh because we thought maybe that Brock Purdy wasn't 
we didn't think that they were going to lay the egg that they were. And then I had to right. backtrack and say, we have way too many victories on that spreadsheet. We did say that. And we even went back and said they could certainly lose to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but we did have them five and oh, I look, this is a part of this. I keep looking at the schedule over and over and over again. And I still see a team that can win 12 games. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's, that's just the way I see it. I still feel like that. They're just not enough of the top tier teams on this schedule for you to go, oh, they're going to get crushed. And I'm sorry, but I'm not that afraid of Cleveland. And I'm, I, you know, I have them losing both games to the Bengals, which I may regret having picked that way, if, especially if Burrow ends up going on IR. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, hey, they managed to pull off the win against Los Angeles. I don't really know how, but. Because <laughs> Los Angeles played, that was such a bad game. And they were at home. Yeah they were at home their defense played really well like i think they overachieved in that game quite frankly it's because la doesn't have a very good offensive line yeah so, let me let me ask you this yeah do we wh who do you want to win the browns ravens game oh who's the more dangerous team to have a victory in that group i mean i think we picked them splitting we and, did yeah and I do think that um, the Ravens are getting some guys back. I guess there was an injury to uh, what's the guy's name that was their center that ended up getting pulled. That might have been a reason he got pulled in that game, too. So they had some problems with their line against the Colts. Um, I mean, I, I, I would never. I felt I think we felt when we did this exercise that the Browns ha have Where the are Browns they? having are a they better in... record. Let's the, let the let Cleveland win. Because the Steelers still have the tiebreaker on them. I agree I, with that. I mean, pound the nails in the coffin of the Ravens because I think the Ravens overall have better coaching. I think they have a they have a talented enough roster. They don't that pass rush. Who'd they just sign? I said Kyle Van Noy. They just yeah. signed now because I mean Jadavian Clowney, he has a sack and a half, and I think he's like second on the team. Like their pass rush hasn't been very good. Marlon Humphrey's been banged up, so the secondary hasn't been very strong either. Their best player by far is the guy they gave the huge bag for. They traded for from the Bears. If you're the Bears, why do you trade Roquan Smith? It still angers me that they made that trade. And I know the Steelers weren't because they weren't going to invest that kind of money, I think, in a, you know, a middle linebacker or inside linebacker and but yeah. still, like Roquan is the thing. He's the guy that makes that whole machine go on that side. And I could just see Gus Edwards has been so-so. The offensive line is is so-so with the Ra the Ravens struggled with what the Colts brought. I, I think that the Browns will lock them down pretty good. I you know I think Denzel Ward in their second in the secondary. I think Grant Delpit is finally playing up to a level of first round pedigree. Uh, he's been all over the field. I think it's, they're going to struggle. But on the other side, I saw Kyle Hamilton too. And Kyle Hamilton was a damn force against, uh, granted, it's Gardner Minshew and he's a backup, but he has veteran experience. And they were able to do some things with Zach Moss. So I think the Browns are going to be able to, with you know Jerome Ford and even having Kareem Hunt come back, I think they have the edge in that game. Where, where are they playing? They're playing in Cleveland. Okay, it's Cleveland's game to win. That game, line on that game is only 40 and a half. Um... Browns are giving two and a half to the Ravens. Ravens are plus two and a half. And then the Bengals got to go to Tennessee. I, I don't know that the Tennessee uh, is just Tennessee oh, is terrible. They're so bad. They've been able to do anything. If they can't run Derrick Henry, like what are they going to do? They, I mean, the Bengals might They're get terrible. right and, be, and climb to two and two at this yeah, point. I expect I expect the Bengals to, to beat them. Even, even expect, with Joe yeah. Burrow on one leg. Yeah, and, and that game's that only bad. at 41. Um, the Titans are getting two and a half. So they're, they're actually, the Bengals are uh, favored. So, and then you've got uh, the Steelers. This game is 41 and a half with the Texans. 41 and a half over and under. Steelers are minus three. So they're giving three to the Texans. There's some people that put the Steelers in the power rankings. Did you see that? They had them like, how high did they have them in their power ranks? I get that they're in the AFC anyways. They have them like fourth, and I get it. They're the division leaders, so you don't want to put a division leader probably behind one of the other teams. I was like, I had to squint and like take a double look because I'm like, you could slide Buffalo and like Miami and, you know, but maybe you're not putting the AFC South ahead of all that. So power rankings, I'm like, please. Like even it, for as much bias that I have, Brian, I wasn't even buying that myself. No, you got to put Miami. You got to put Miami, Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, and you know, probably 
other teams that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head for sure above above the above the Steelers. Um, it's not even a question. Um, now I got to think of other teams that are even in the league. <laughs> well, within their I own division, you've got three two and one teams between the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns. Miami's three and zero. Oh, they're the only unde- unbeaten team in the conference. Buffalo's two and one. Yep. Colts are two and one, which nobody would have predicted leading the South at this point either. And then the only other uh, team with a winning record is the Kansas City Chiefs. So I guess it does kind of hold water there that you would get, you go I with mean, Miami and Buffalo. You're not going to put Indianapolis ahead of the Steelers, so you have the Chiefs, and then I guess you do probably have the the Steelers followed by the Colts or something like that. Because Vegas, uh, the Raiders, the Chargers, they're one and two. Denver's zero and three. They're the only team without a win in the AFC surprisingly oh well you know what do you do when you drop a 70 burger uh that was you know that's uh hey let's let's trade for sean payton so that we can give up 70 points after trading for russell wilson after trading let's trade the future of our franchise away for a coach and a quarterback so that we can get embarrassed (laughs) on national television i guess that's just Look, I don't. I don't even feel bad. I don't like the. I don't like the Broncos. Screw them. Um, I mean, I don't have any ill will against them. This isn't, you know, the John Elway era or anything like that anymore. So, um, just individually, Najee. Do you think the Steelers can get to 100 rush yards finally with no combo Najee and Jalen Warren? I'm just combo. Can can they? If James Daniels does not play, I'm gonna go with no. Okay. But maybe, maybe, maybe Nate, you know, maybe uh, not Nate. Yeah, Nate, Her- maybe Herbig is a, a road grader. Maybe he's maybe he's going to be a guy that comes in and is like, you know what, I'll show you how to run block. Uh, but they got to figure out if they do. This is the thing that was driving me nuts in the Raiders game, right? And even, you know how much I hate agreeing with Chris, with Chris Collinsworth. Um, when they try to do zone runs the way that they had been set up in previous years where they were a zone blocking team, they can't do it anymore. But when they play traditional double team blocks and downhill type running football, guess what? They had success. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally agree in the play action. So hopefully there's yes. some play action. Maybe well, they got to play action. If you, if you can get the runs to run, right. If you can get a couple runs to break, Play action suddenly opens up. They didn't you can't even, play but, action. Yeah, they didn't even you have play big action breaks, but run. at least like four yards. Give me four. Yeah. Give me five. It's all you need. Four and five yards of carry. We'll it it's, not, it's not that you need to run for 27 yards at, you know, consistently or 12s. But, I mean, Najee was breaking off 10-yard runs. Jalen Warren was breaking off 10-yard runs. They were getting five, six yards fairly consistently when they played that, that style. When they went back to zone, they were getting nothing. nothing, nothing. And so, you know, it's, it's, if they can, if they can make the threat of the run realistic, then they can do play action. And if they do play action, I think they can have great success. Yeah. I will say this much. Travis ETN went 19 for 88 with a 16 yard long last week. So there is, there's a possibility there of at least being able to run the ball maybe uh, a little bit. And I think they can, like, yeah. They definitely can. They just have to choose how they're going to do it. I'm wondering who feasts, though. Is this a George Pickens game? Is this Pat Fryermuth? Darnell Washington, if he's healthy, does he get involved? Do they start, finally start hitting some who, of these guys? Who on this team is fast enough to cover Calvin Austin? Who on this team is slick enough to cover uh, George Pickens? Sure as hell not Steven Nelson or either the safeties or, or Shaq Griffin. That's that's going to happen. Look, I'm going to give, I give D'Amico Ryan's a lot of credit for being a defensive minded guy and he'll find ways to minimize things, even with the limited talent he has. I have a lot of respect for him. I think he can do those kinds of things. Um, but you know, there is also some certain limitation and there's going to be ways that they, you know, I, Oh God, I don't want to say this. If Matt Canada can find a way to put his guys in advantageous positions, that's not a sentence that should be stated. Like, <laughs> like it, it, but if Matt Canada can figure out how to take advantage of, of matchups and can find a way to make the offense less vanilla and more creative so that it's not blatant what is happening, right? And, you know, you can't pick up the play calls. They should have success against this team. This is not a good team. Houston is not a good team. 
right? Yeah, they they walloped the Jaguars far more than I think any, nobody probably thought that was going to happen, right? The Jaguars are an up and coming team. Trevor Lawrence is a golden boy, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be a better team. Oh, they won the division. They were in the playoffs last year. Well, they just got spanked by the probably one of the worst teams in the league. But they're, I, and I've said this from the get-go, Houston is going to get better as the year goes on. So I'm mm-hmm. glad we have them now as yeah. opposed to later. Yeah. Uh, good point about Calvin Austin, especially if um, Allen Robinson gets banged up in this too, then you're starting to get a little thin at the wide receiver position. You don't want to have to rely on Gunnar Oshevsky. Hopefully he doesn't even get a please. helmet. Oh God, um, please no. And, and I will say this, especially since Kenny Pickett had his season highs, um, almost maybe career highs. He had a uh, high 235 passing yards, first two touchdown game and 108 and a half uh, was his quarterback rating. So we could look for that as uh, maybe double back-to-back. It'll be a good games to stack if they could do similar things, especially then we'll see what the Ravens are like, how much of a bloody nose they have after playing in Cleveland and having to come to Pittsburgh. Talk about some real crap schedule for them. So I am I am perfectly content with Miles Garrett having a go off game against the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Miles Garrett. Anyways, we're up against it, Brian. Thanks for joining us today, my friend. And go Steelers. Hopefully, uh, another victory. That'd be three in a row. After everyone thought that the sky was falling, this could be a game that could really show everyone that maybe that preseason hype we go back to maybe just wasn't, you know. Uh, all, all smoke and mirrors. Maybe it wasn't just hype. Maybe this team is starting to grow. We'll see. Uh, I do, I do worry about, do they have the starting five on the offensive line and some continuity yeah. there? Cause that could cause some problems even against a team that might not have, um, their full defensive complement there and that the steel, hopefully the Steelers offense again, um, they could do something similar to like they did with the Raiders control, control the narrative, protect the football, get after CJ Stroud. Sounds good to me. One o'clock Sunday over at, I don't even know what they name their stadium anymore. What is, um, the big giant stadium in Houston. Uh, <laughs> it's not the Astrodome. It is NRG now NRG stadium. So, cause it used to be like, Reliant. Re- it used not, to be like, not Reliant really good. Or something. Yeah. Not really good stadium. Not really good. Um, but it, it, it's field turf. I remember they used to have like the trays or something they brought in with the natural grass. So uh, field turf, and we'll see. And if for everybody gets to watch this, you saw once again, I'll show just real quick. It is the little orange areas that you'll see over in the Pittsburgh area. Spiro uh, Datus and Adam Archuleta are your call on the call for CBS. So pretty bad. Pretty bad. That's like their like G team. Um, speaking of which the G team is out for now. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. My name's Joe. His name's Brian. Peace folks. Until next time, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good. And we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.